Are you ready to inject a little punk rock DIY ethos into your indie author career? Join me, best-selling author Steph Green, for the Rage Against the Manuscript podcast, where we're going to explore how to tell your story, find your readers, and build a badass author brand. For more info, check out our website at www.rageagainstthemanuscript.com. Hello writers, and welcome back to another season of the Rage Against the Manuscript podcast. I am your host, Steph Green, and I am so, so, so excited to bring back this podcast, which is all about writing and self-publishing and making a career as an author. So I wanted to begin this new season by doing a bit of a kind of a, a double episode. So I often find that, you know, when I'm when, when people are kind of talking to me about self-publishing and stuff, what they often want to know is they kind of want like really concrete examples and kind of like concrete strategies that people have used, not kind of like things floating out in the air, but actual actual processes and actual strategies that authors have used that have worked for them. So like a case study basically. So I thought that I would do one of those for you. So what I thought I'd do is this week we're gonna, I'm going to talk about my 2021 self-publishing roundup. So how 2021 went for me, the things I published, the things I did, and then at the end I would give you some real, some actual concrete like how much money I made, you know, like actual numbers. And then in the next episode, I thought I would do a 2022 kind of look ahead at what my strategy is going to be going forward. So I hope that you're going to find that really useful and really interesting. And if you don't, well, maybe just skip ahead to episode three. So 2021, it was a year. (laughs) It happened. It was a year. Um, you know, obviously we had COVID in 2020 and, you know, I don't know about you, but I found it quite hard to work um, during 2020 with, you know, the whole world exploding and that whole thing. So 2020 for me was um, was not, it's probably been my worst, it's been my worst year in terms of earnings um, and also in terms of output since I started writing full time. Now, don't get me wrong, it was still a fantastic year, um, but yeah, I, you know, usually I publish sort of between seven to nine, once I even did 10 books a year, um, and in 2020 I only did five. And I also did some, you know, I made some courses and things like that for Rage Against the Manuscript. So that, you know, was some extra time that I spent on that. But, you know, I didn't, didn't do as much as normal. 2021, I promised myself that it was going to be different. I sort of went into the year kind of understanding that COVID was going to be with us for a little while. And, you know, I needed to find ways to kind of to kind of cope with the existential dread. Let's let's go with that. Um, so <laughs> I, you know, I, I worked a lot on this, and I'll kind of talk about this um, sort of as we go, and um, also in some of the other episodes um, in this season. But um, I kind of did a bit of button cheer kind of work, and I had a fantastic 2021. Um, I published seven books. Um, so I, you know, so that's that's normal for me, but also 
um, those were much longer books. The majority of those books were much longer than books I normally write. So th these were all sort of 90 to about 110,000 word books, except for one. Um, and so this meant that I, I actually wrote more words last year than I've ever written you know, in any previous year. And it was amazing. I'm, I'm super stoked with I'm super stoked with the output that I had. So what were those seven books? Um, and you know why did I choose these books to write and things like that? So basically, I've talked about this a bit before, but in 2020, what I had done, how this went, when I have to fit all this a bit. So how this went was, 2019, going a ways back, I had a super successful series. That was amazing. The last book in that series came out in January of 2020. What I tried to do was sort of series 2.0 that series where I kind of went, okay, well, what was really successful about this? Let's see if I can recreate it. So I put all this energy into kind of working on this book that I thought was super to market and I was really excited and that was going to publish a new, brand new book one and a brand new series going to publish in, I think it was March. And that published in March and it was a bit of a flop. And I now know why it was a flop, uh, but I didn't then, and I was a bit sad about this because I'd banked a lot of um, a lot of kind of emotional attachment to this series doing really well, and it didn't. So I wrote that book, um, and then I had to write, and then after that book, I had to write a it was book five in my Nevermore Bookshop series, which is sort of an ongoing series that I have. So I had to write that, and then after that, I was supposed to write the next book of this complete flop series, but I had this idea. I woke up and I had this idea, and it was wonderful. So I wrote that instead. So I wrote this new book one, and that did really, really well, which was amazing. But then the only problem is, is that I've now got to write book two in this flop of a series. So I wrote book two in the flop of the series, and then I went and wrote book two in this series that did really well. And that brings us, that was 2019, and that brings us to 2020. So now I've got basically three open series. I've got this series that's doing really well, Stonehurst Prep. I've got Mandalay Academy, which is doing crap. <laughs> and I have got Nevermore Bookshop. So I started 2021 with in my head with the idea that what I wanted to do was get out of this feeling that I had all these unfinished things that needed to be finished. I was really excited to like cross them off my to-do list to have them done. Especially Mandalay Academy because that meant that this this kind of flop series was going to be done and I wouldn't have to worry about it anymore. So basically I did exactly that. I started the year, I wrote book three in Stonehurst. That did really well. Then I wrote... I think I had a standalone that was coming out then. I think that's what happened next. And this was a book that I had actually written many years before um, for a shared ward project that completely fell to pieces. And I had the rights back to the book, and I love the story. So I thought, well, I'd rewrite it, just tweak it a little bit, and make it a standalone and publish that. And I thought, oh, that's going to take me like two weeks to do. No, <laughs> it took me like six weeks. Basically, it would have been quicker if I had just scrapped the whole thing and rewritten that, like rewritten a, a brand new book. But that's okay. So we did that, and that did poorly, but that's fine. Um, then I did the next book in the Nevermore series. Now I decided to 
continue writing the Nevermore Bookshop series for three more books. But this book six tied up the overarching plot of the, the, the first five books. So to me, it felt like the end of the series. It felt like crossing this thing off because it finished this overarching plot. So if you started the series as a reader, you would get the end of the series. You, you would get a conclusion. And then the next three books are going to be shorter and they're going to be kind of st complete standalones. So I finished, then I did Nevermore and that felt really good. Then I did um, then I did the third and final book in the Mandalay Academy series and that was pretty awesome. Um, didn't do very well but it finished the series and that, that felt so good. And then I did the final book in the Stonehurst Prep series, which did amazing. And then I could work on a brand new project. So I had a brand new book one that I could launch and a book two. Um, and what I actually did here was um, I wrote books one and two in this new series and they're a duet so the the two books together complete a story and then there's two more books going to come out in the series this year which is another duet with another couple uh, who are related to the first couple in, in the in the duet well first threesome in the duet let's say um, and so what I actually did was I got together with some other authors and in my genre um, and we put out a, an anthology um, and this anthology was of brand new novella length or longer books. Um, and the, go the sole goal of the anthology was basically to introduce our work to and our names to a much wider audience. And so this anthology was a limited edition. It was only out for a month. It included a, a book box. It included a, with like all this extra swag, it included a limited edition hardcover of, actual hardcover of the entire anthology. All the authors in the anthology were, you know, we sort of, uh, myself and the other girl who, other girl who ran the anthology, we handpicked authors and we asked, we invited them to be in the anthology. So it wasn't an application process um, because we wanted you know, we wanted authors, we were very, very tight on the type of authors that we wanted and the size of the audience and their ability to kind of push this thing out big. And it was awesome. We made a bunch of money, we got really high in the Amazon store, and I can see through my reviews how many people come to came to know my work through that anthology. So what I did was I put book one of this brand new series in that anthology. And so it was exclusive to the anthology for a month in October. And then November, I launched the, the, that book. Um, you know, the anthology came down and the book launched into KU. And then the following month, December, book two launched into KU. And that was awesome. That meant for me, September, October, November, December of last year were amazing. My income was pretty low in the first few months, in, in the first months of the year because um, I was doing those kind of ends of those series that aren't, that aren't as big or as popular. And also because later books in a series, well certainly I find they never bring in as much income as a brand new book where readers are like real excited about this new thing. So, um, so I only had one new book one release last year. So I did really well considering, considering all that. 
So that kind of brings me up to the beginning of this year, and we will be talking in the next episode about the, what I'm going to be publishing next year. So what else did I do? Um, so I also published two audiobooks last year. Um, I was hoping to do more books as audiobooks, but one audiobook in particular was really, really delayed. And um, I had the second book in my flop series, uh, Mandalay Academy. That was one of these audiobooks that launched. Um, but the problem is, I, and I'd like to do book three, but the problem is it's very, you know, the producers that I chose to produce these books, they're quite expensive. And um, I know I'm not going to make the money back on it. So I just can't quite justify <laughs> outlaying the cost to do book three and it's annoying because if I could do book three I could box set the series and I know that if I could box set them I could sell a lot more of the box set than I would individually um, for the audiobooks but <laughs> but that actual that cost it just oh. so I'm just putting that aside for the moment so yeah so I didn't do very many audiobooks um, and I also didn't release any box sets last year. So I've just released one this January and I'm going to talk about that um, in this upcoming episode but I yeah I didn't do any box sets last year and box sets are a really great way if you have a, pe a long period of time where you don't have any new releases a, releasing a box set can be a really great way of pushing up your income between releases and I why didn't I do any box sets last year? The main reason is because I had only just finished those series. So Nevermore Bookshop, um, that has a box set of the first three books in the series that I released the previous year. And I can release books four, five, and six as a box set, but I don't think it's going to do... But, you know, it's, it's a middle box set. It's not going to do, like, amazing. Um, but I've kind of got that on the on the back burner is something I should do, but I have to get a new cover for it. Oh, I actually haven't done it. just haven't done it, team. Um, but I don't want to release box sets really soon after the series actually finished. So what I've been sort of thinking is that I've got these, I've got these kind of box sets saved up for 2022, and I think I'm feeling really good about. 2022 and all the possibilities that I've got for this year and the number of books I'm going to be producing and then I've got box sets on top of that and more audio and translations and all this exciting stuff and so I feel like I feel as though in terms of sort of subsidiary income things are going to grow this year but in 2021 that that avenue that revenue stream very definitely didn't grow very much for me um, so I only released two audiobooks, um, one very early in the year, um, one the late one very, very late in the year. Um, so yes, I haven't seen much growth in the audiobooks at all, and I didn't do any translations or anything like that, So or any box sets, so I didn't see any growth in those areas. Um, and then the other thing, another thing that I did um, last year as well, that I should just briefly mention, is that I actually wrote about 30,000 words of a brand new project which is under a brand new pen name. So I haven't published that book yet um, and it's, it's not finished um, and the reason it's not, it's not finished is because I'm doing it in little chunks between books. 
Um, and the reason that that is, is because I know that it will take me approximately six weeks, maybe longer, because it's a new genre, to write this book. And I can publish a book roughly every two months. But if I take roughly one and a half to two months off to write this book in this new genre, which I plan to pitch to TradePub, that's ends up being a period of around three and a half to four months where I don't publish anything under my main name. Whereas, so that's, yeah, and that gives me a big gap and I, I'm trying to avoid the big gap if possible. So I want 2022 to be awesome for my main pen name. So I'm, instead I'm kind of doing it in little chunks between books so that the releases of my, my main books are a little bit further apart than they might otherwise have been. But in two weeks, at the end of a book, I can get quite a lot of this other book done. Um, so I will talk more in a later episode about this um, this other pen name and this new project and everything about that, but I'll just tell you a little bit about it for now. The other thing that I have done is I have joined TikTok. Um, now, I was very resistant to TikTok. I have been like, no, don't want to do it. No, it's nonsense. Don't want another social media, blah, blah, blah. For the whole year, I was numb. And then I saw uh, 20 books to 50k. They had their um, Vegas conference and they had put um, a lot of the presentations up on YouTube. And I saw one that Caroline Peckham did. Um, it's a fantastic um, author in my genre. And she did this amazing presentation all about their TikTok. And I, I watched it and it just clicked. Suddenly I just saw, I was like, I, I've, I see the light. <laughs> I see the TikTok light. And I just, the whole way the app works and how I could use it and everything, it just, it clicked. So I started off doing like quite kind of funny videos. Um, and... That, they're really fun, <laughs> but I found that they didn't get as much traction for me as sort of very simple, they call book flip videos, um, where you just flip through the pages of your book and you have like kind of like a teaser quote over that and some trending music. And they're much easier to do than my funny ones, and they do better. So I basically just started doing pretty much only book flips. I do three book flips a day um, or sort of other kind of simple variations on that. Um, I do three of those a day. I have had nothing go viral. Um, I had one video start to go viral and then it was taken down because it was too filthy. Uh, sorry TikTok. Uh, so I've had nothing go viral but just that regular trickle of new readers um, has given me, you know, basically I started I think mid-November and it's now the end of January. And the December and January have been my best months since my hit series, the last book in my hit series published in 2020. And that's due to a lot of factors, um, but one of those factors, I believe, has been TikTok. So I joined TikTok, and I'm very happy about that. What other things happened in 2021? I... Um, <laughs> I ran the uh, Romance Writers of New Zealand conference, which I was supposed to run the year before, but COVID cancelled it. So we basically had to, we we planned an epic 
three-day conference with international speakers and agents and editors coming over. We then had to unplan that conference. And then I had four months, basically, it was three or four months to replan <laughs> a conference that could be run under New Zealand uh, New Zealand's um, framework and conditions for COVID-19, which meant that we had only local New Zealand speakers um, and we were very careful about planning something that could easily be kind of shuffled around or cancelled um, if it had to be because of um, because of a COVID outbreak or a lockdown. Um, and we it was amazing. We got to have our conference. We had it down in Wellington. Um, we had, stayed at this amazing hotel. The food was fantastic. The speakers, oh my gosh, we were just so, you know, I worried that without big international names um, on the bill, people wouldn't come to our conference, they'd be like, oh, it's really boring, but we have so many talented writers in New Zealand um, that it was just, you know, who needs internationals, man, we were just on fire, um, you know, the team I worked with were just incredible, um, I just, I have just so much love for the romance community in New Zealand and so much love for the, the people who worked with me to put this thing on, it was just amazing. So it was a lot of work, um, and <laughs> so relieved we got to have it because about a week after conference, after I got back, and we were all so grateful to be able to meet in person um, and see see our, our colleagues and our friends and, and talk romance and all these wonderful things. And then about a week later, uh, my city uh, went into lockdown, and we stayed in lockdown for over 100 days. So that was the thing. Um, also last year I got to attend two writers festivals, the Dunedin Writers Festival um, and the Auckland Writers Festival um, and these were wonderful events, it's always really neat to be able to go to um, to writers festivals and writers events and, and talk to people who are really interested in kind of not just your books and your process, but sort of just books and literature in in a wider view. It's it's just oh, it was just it was just wonderful, <laughs> and I, I definitely encourage you if that's something that you want to that that's the kind of thing that you want to do as part of your writing career. I think we we'll, I might do an episode about this where I kind of talk about how you how you can kind of get in on events like that. Um, but I did those and that was wonderful. Um, also, um, other things that happened um, was I did some work for Rage Against the Manuscript. Um, I tried to pull back. I pulled back a little bit last year um, because I wanted to focus on to focus on my own writing, and I had spent a lot of time putting together these big courses and um, and the um, skeleton drafting course, which has been so popular. Um, and doing the podcast and everything, and I just, you know, sometimes you just need a break, and I needed a bit of a break, I was, I, I felt like I'd said everything I wanted to say about self-publishing, and, you know, I thought I'd said it all, and so I've had a bit of a break, and I've come back, and I'm like, no, I've got more to say, so here I am saying some more, so anyway, so I finished some online courses um, last year. I also started, the, the, the big thing that I started doing with Rage Against a Manuscript was I started taking on mentees and I started offering mentoring for authors and self-publishers who wanted a bit of help kind of strategizing the, the year and, you know, kind of figuring out 
you know, different problems that they were having, um, you know, getting from, okay, I've got a finished book, how do I self-publish? And then from, you know, okay, I've self-published a few books to how do I, you know, how do I get myself into a position where this could become my full-time thing? And that has been, oh my gosh, it has just, it's lifted me up so much, but but you know that seeing the results that my mentees have been having and just hearing how hearing their experiences and how excited they are and how just having someone that they can kind of bounce ideas off of and and you know where they could, I could say one thing and suddenly everything clicks into place. It's just oh, it's just amazing. I I love it so much. I'm going to keep doing it. Um, and as an aside, I do have some space available if anyone is interested. So I offer two kind of packages. One is like a two-hour strategy call where we sit down and we go through everything about your or your writing and your publishing, and we compile a strategy for the coming year. Um, and it's really good if you you just like okay, I I want a direction. I want a direction to go. I have so many questions. I have so many things I could do, but I want to know. I, I, yeah, I want a plan. And that's awesome for that. And then I have um, kind of ongoing monthly mentoring where we do the strategy session at the beginning, and then we have like an hour a month from um, sort of six to twelve months. You know, I can put together a package for whatever you you're into. So, and that's kind of for people who want you know, have a lot of ongoing questions or they chop and change their strategy quite a lot um, or they want, you know, I, I do all sorts of things with it. Like I help people with plotting. It's just, oh, it's so much fun. We will have a blast. So anyway, you can, if you're interested in that, you just contact me. Um, there's the mentoring packages on the website, on the Rage Against the Manuscript website. You can find them. You'll be golden. So I started doing that. Um, and yeah, basically that was my year so I know you kind of got the the, the, the final bit <laughs> we, we're going to talk some numbers now I've made these numbers a bit approximate um, and I just you know I could go into my banking and kind of get the exact numbers but I know it's not it doesn't matter if it's you know 30 cents here or the you know, do you know what I mean so I've, I've kind of rounded them a bit so last year um, I made approximately um, $160,000 um, in US dollars and that is gross not net um, and we'll talk a little bit about that um, so of that um, approximately 120000 was from Amazon royalties so obviously my biggest platform is Amazon and royalties from selling my ebooks is my biggest the biggest contributor to my income and that number is comprised of the first sort of seven months of the year were pretty low and then the last four or five were pretty pretty awesome so it's not like a regular it's not like a regular thing it, it goes up and down um, then I had around ten thousand dollars from other sources which is my and basically this was from my wide books um, and I've got about 15 books which are available wide um, and this is down a little bit from previous years but also I haven't been focusing on it very much probably in hindsight I would 
consider taking these books back into Kindle Unlimited, but they, they to a certain extent, they sell so little it's not important. Um, so I, 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 I can't be bullet with the effort that it's going to take to pull them all down and put them into KU. And you know, I've got contracts with um, other websites and things like that that make that really difficult. So I'm just, I'm just going to leave them. But I just kind of consider that like a nice little happy bonus once a month. And you know, if I get a book bulb or something and those numbers go up, then it's great. But I, I don't, I don't focus on it a lot. You, you've, you've only got so much energy that you can put into things and so yeah it's about ten thousand dollars from other places um about five thousand dollars from audiobooks so audio's not really doing that well for me <laughs> and twenty five thousand dollars from um what i call the rage against the manuscript side of the business which is um selling courses it's the mentoring but it's also things like um going to the writers festivals um talk, you know um kind of other paid opportunities to talk about self-publishing self all those kind of things is that kind of arm of the business and so that's um you know that's about the chunk that that um encompasses um so as you can see i very much I'm not a writer who makes her living talking to other writers about writing. I am a writer who makes my living primarily through um, selling books and royalties. Um, now, it costs me anywhere from about fifty to about seventy thousand to run my business. Um, so I haven't kind of because in New Zealand we. We actually don't. This, this is talking yearly, but in New Zealand we don't. Um, we go our, our tax year is um, from the first of April to the thirty first of March. So I haven't done my taxes, so I can't give you sort of exact. But I know what the numbers are from other years. So that's sort of my expenses. So I've probably, I would say, because I didn't travel heaps last year. Um, and when I did travel, I travelled in writers' festivals where they, you know, they pay you a bit to to do that. Um, so because I didn't travel for like research or anything like that too much, um, I yeah, I, I'm probably close to that 50k range. Um, and so that means I yeah, I, I I'd say I probably scraped through just a little bit over a hundred k in earning in in net earnings, but I can't tell you exactly. Sorry about that, <laughs> because I haven't done it yet. Um, and um, the my expenses most largely include um, they include cover design, editing, um, and obviously the more books you produce in a year, the higher these expenses actually are. So that was a big expense. I also basically purchased all of my covers for twenty twenty one last year, so that's kind of cool. Um, so I'm hoping that expense might be a smidge lower next year, but who knows. Um, so I, so it covers and editing and the actual production costs of a book. Um, Rage Against the Manuscript has some um, some sort of monthly costs associated with keeping the website running and, and the, the kind of the course platform running. Um, I have done, I've dabbled a bit in advertising. I've probably spent maybe 10, maybe, maybe 5,000, maybe even close to 10,000 um, on AMS advertising last year. 
um, and some of it was well spent and some of it was not. <laughs> um, and I've also probably spent another five to ten on other other types of advertising. So like um, I do a lot of um, price drop um, advertising where I you know uh, put books on sale and then you know talk about them and uh, you know get them put in other newsletters and things like that. Um, so. Uh, I've done that and there's also sort of other other random kind of advertising things that I've done um yeah I got a PA um so I pay her a monthly little monthly fee as well um my two PAs I should say <laughs> who are fantastic and they just do a few little um they, they make graphics for me and they do a few little chores that I kind of don't have time for <laughs> um and I had the expenses of the couple of the audiobooks that I produced so um that uh, yeah that pretty much covers you know other general things um some bunch of postage and stuff like that so that basically that's basically me that was my 2021 not my highest earning year ever but not my lowest um and honestly I am just beyond thrilled and honoured every single day that I get to do this for a living and that people want to read my books and you know that is really that's the amazing thing I am an artist who was able to survive during a global pandemic because of my amazing readers so um you know thank you so much <laughs> just just thank you um so join me next week uh, when we're going to be talking, I'm going to be talking about my 2022 plans. Um, what I've, I'm so excited for this year and everything that I've got going on, and I can't wait to share with you and talk to you about it. And I hope that, in particular, next week is going to give you some ideas about where you might like to go um, for your own career. So, yeah, yay! <laughs> um, I've been Steph Green, and this has been the Rage Against the Manuscript podcast. See if you want previous podcast episodes or any of my free articles or um, information about my courses or my my author mentoring, then you head to the website www.rageagainstthemanuscript.com. Otherwise, I shall I shall you shall hear my voice next week. Ta bye.